What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Roast Masters Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Mostaller, along with me, Brandon King. No Garrett Harrison tonight. He is busy at work, but that's all right. He still sends in his picks, and we still still do our little tournament. So if you're new to the podcast, what we do is we go through uh, each game week by week, tell you our selections of the games, maybe even throw in some fantasy stuff there of who to play. Uh, but we give you some sports bets too, some locks of the week and uh, what we're betting to hopefully help you win some money. So let's take a look back first at week 13 before we move on to week 14. And week 14 is a huge week. There's a lot of tough games to pick this week, uh, but it's huge in the sense that this is the last week of mostly everybody's uh, fantasy football regular season before the playoffs. And if you're in some leagues, you might be trying to get into the playoffs or like like I am, or maybe you're far out of the playoffs like I am in, in at least one of my leagues. So I, I, I've clinched one league out of the four in the playoffs. Two more will come down to this week. So it's huge. But before we move on to that, let's take a look back at this past week, week 13 in the NFL. First on Thursday night football, we had the Cowboys defeat the Saints 27-17. The Colts defeated the Texans 31-0. The Lions defeated the Vikings to get their first win 29-27. The Dolphins defeated the Giants 20-9. Buccaneers over the Falcons 30-17. The Eagles on the road at the Jets, 33-18 to victory. The Cardinals defeated the Bears, 33-22. The Chargers destroyed the Bengals, 41-22. The Rams over the Jaguars, 37-17. Washington on the road in Las Vegas, 117-15. Steelers with a great win at home, 20-19. Seahawks defeated the 49ers, 30-23. Right there, my Steelers and Seahawks getting much-needed wins, more so for the Steelers. Uh, The Seahawks are pretty much out of it. The Chiefs destroyed the Broncos 22-9. And on Monday Night Football, we probably had one of the wildest games. Mac Jones, two for three passing, 19 yards, and they win the game 14-10 in the windstorm and snowstorm up there in Buffalo. So, Brandon, a lot of crazy games last week, but I – She'll let you know before you pick your game of the week. You had a fantastic week of picking games. Uh, 11 wins, only three wrong, whereas Garrett and I went eight and six, which means, Brandon, you were down for the majority of the season. You're back up on top, tied with Garrett, and I'm two games behind you two. So a great week for you, Brandon. But what stood out to you in week 13 of the NFL? Wow, um, I didn't realize uh, <laughs> um, I, those picks were decent enough. Um, what I found interesting was that the Pittsburgh Steelers actually got the win. It was a needed win. It was a much it was much needed. They had to get the win. Uh, it was necessary. And, you know, it's interesting. We'll see what happens when they play uh, Minnesota on tomorrow. Uh, but this was a much needed win for Pittsburgh. And it helped that. A lot of teams in front of them lost. The whole AFC lost with the exception of Pittsburgh and Denver losing help 
uh, matters as, as well. So a uh, big shout out to Pittsburgh. Hopefully they can do it again um, tomorrow night, but we'll see. Yeah, that was a fantastic win by the Steelers. Tell you what, a lot of games came down to the wire, that being one of them, the Ravens having a chance to tie it to go in the overtime. They said, no, we're going to go for two. Well, that was unsuccessful helping the Steelers win. Um, how about the Lions? I mean, that game stood out to me. They they score a touchdown with uh, zero seconds on the clock there. It was the last play, fourth down. They had to throw it, and they threw it in the end zone for a touchdown to get their first win. Huge for them. Huge for Jared Goff and that team to get a win. And now the Steelers will be playing those Vikings that had lost to the Lions. So I, I really enjoyed watching that game. I, I was happy for the Lions. Another game that came down to the wire that was uh, really good, Patriots and Bills in that snowstorm. Couldn't even kick the ball. Uh, what crazy stats were in that game. They only passed the ball to Patriots three times uh, because of how windy it was up there. So that was a good game to watch on uh, Monday night as well. Uh, but again, we take a look at the standings. Brandon back up on top. So maybe this week you want to listen to him as we go through our selections for week 14. There's a lot of close calls in this one. I think there's going to be maybe some back and forth between us uh, as far as picks. We might not be all on the same page. There's a lot of, of good games this week and a lot of crazy fantasy matchups this week. So let's dive into it. I'll give you my uh, locks of the week as we go through. I usually pick anywhere from three to four locks that I, that I really like. And uh, we're going to get started with Thursday night football. That's between the Pittsburgh Steelers that are six, five and one on the year right outside in the hunt, looking for a playoff spot versus the Minnesota Vikings, who are still in contention for a playoff spot at five and seven. The over-under is at 43 and a half. Minnesota, three-point favorites at home. Brandon, do the Steelers get the job done on the road? Um, it's not a matter of the fact they should. It's a, ma it's a, ma it's a matter of fact of they need to, uh, because Pittsburgh is playing right now with um, every intention not to go home uh, when the season is over. I get that, um, you know, Pittsburgh beat Baltimore, which is great. We're happy um, about that. I know you and I are particularly, and I know all the Steeler fans are, because I know, like myself, I was disappointed in where things were going. Um, so much is going on with this team, you know, to the rumor that Big Ben may be leaving at the end of the season because he spoke with some former members and some folks on the inside who says he needs to hang it up you know, things of that nature. Um, I think Ben's going to come out and play uh, with some power and play with some uh, uh, might. Now, I will say this, um, Minnesota coming off the loss to Detroit, that might amp up things a little more. I can see why Minnesota's a four-point favorite. You're giving Pittsburgh four, but I'm going to be respectful to that four, and I say Pittsburgh rolls away with this one, 28-24. Yeah, this is a tough Minnesota team and a, a team that's battling injuries. Adam Thielen going down last week, one of their best targets. Uh, Dalvin Cook with the injury bug as well. That really plays into Pittsburgh's hands this week. The only concern that I have is I think Minnesota 
is going to be hungry for a win at home. And they just lost to the worst team in football. Yeah, we tied with the worst team in football, but they lost to the worst team in football. So I think they're going to have a chip on their shoulder. Obviously, if this game was played in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh would be favored. But I'm just I'm not sold quite yet on on Pittsburgh. I want to see him win this one. If this game was in Pittsburgh, I would take the Steelers. But I'm going to go with the home team here and go with the Minnesota Vikings. Maybe it's good for me, too, because I need to try to jump back up in the standings. Um, I picked against Pittsburgh last week. Pittsburgh obviously won, so maybe this is good for the Steelers if I pick against them again. So I like Minnesota at home. I like them. I like them to cover that three. I think it'll just be about that three. The over-under of 43 and a half. I think it slightly goes uh, to the over, just barely, because I think there'll be some points put up in this game. But other than that, um, I like Minnesota at home. As we move on to Sunday, we have the Raiders at the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs destroyed the Raiders earlier on in the season. The Chiefs are getting back to where they should be. They're eight and four on the year. Vegas six and six, losing at home to Washington last week. Over under at 47 and a half. Uh, Brandon, is there any way that the Raiders can win on the road? I don't think they can. Um, for the simple reasoning, I think Raiders right now are starting to get plagued with injuries here. Um, I don't know what's going on with Darren Waller. I don't know if he will, he'll be back um, for anybody that has him on your uh, fantasy on tight end. Uh, and right now, Kansas City looks as if they are going back to where they should be. Uh, Kansas City is looking a lot better than where they were before because midway through the season, we were kind of thinking, I don't know. It doesn't look good for them. But I think Kansas City is starting to turn the corner now. So it's going to be close. So I'm respectfully, I'll say Kansas City ends up winning this one 23-20. You know, earlier on in the season, these two teams played actually just a few weeks ago. Uh, the Chiefs won 41-14. They blew them out of the water in Vegas. Now they're back in Kansas City, you know. The Raiders are one in five in their last five games, obviously. Uh, or I should say they've won one out of their last five games. So that is not good for the Raiders, who actually started off the season really good. We're on top of the vision. Now they're six and six, kind of fitting into the place where people thought they'd be. So I love Kansas City minus eight and a half at home. But what I'm locking in is the over. This is my first lock of the week. The over is 47 and a half. Last time that they came out and played, they scored a total of 55. I think that they will score just as much just because, you know, these these two like to throw the ball a lot. And I think it'll be a big day for Kansas City at home. So take them minus eight and a half. Take the over Kansas City all the way. As we move on to the next game, we have the Saints at the Jets. The Saints five and seven on the year without Alvin Kamara. And now they're going to be without Mark Ingram as he has the COVID bug. That's hitting that team. They're playing the Jets, who are just trying to get by three and nine on, on the season, got destroyed by the Eagles at home last week. They're going to try it again versus the Saints. Five point, well, I should say five and a half point favorites are the Saints, the over-under at 43. Which team gets a, a big win for, for their squad? Ooh, man, 
Mm. This one could be tough because New York has these spurts where they play very well and then they play very poorly. But I'm interested to say I think New Orleans may take this one. Uh, so give me New Orleans to win pretty uh, handedly. Uh, respectfully, I'll give New Orleans 27. I'll give the Jets 19. I think this could be an upset this week, one to watch out for, uh, just because of how banged up the Saints team is. Um, but the Jets are the Jets. So I'm going with the Saints on the road, minus five and a half, the over-under at 43. Um, I think you slightly play the over just because of kind of the defense for both teams aren't fabulous. Um, it could go either way. It obviously, I think it's going to be closer to that 43 point range, to be honest with you. Um, so I'm not going to be playing the over under, but I, I do like the saints to win here minus five and a half, but don't be surprised if the jets win. All right. We have Jacksonville at Tennessee. Jacksonville 2-10 and 10 on the year, getting blown out by the Rams last week. Tennessee coming off the bye and a, a much-needed win for them to keep up in the division without Derrick Henry. They're 8-4 and four on the year. They're 8.5-point favorites at home. 43.5 is the over-under. Uh, Brandon, does t- Tennessee continue to roll? They should. Um, I know they don't have Derrick Henry right now, um, but – you you gotta play with you gotta play the hands that you you gotta play the hand that you dealt with and I think Tennessee made with them being on a bye week gave them an opportunity to be refreshed gave them an opportunity to work gave them an opportunity to do some things here so I like Tennessee's chances in this game Jacksonville not so much I say Tennessee wins this one 27 13 yeah Tennessee off the bye I think it's a much needed bye week for them to finish out the season, try to win that division without Derrick Henry. Um, Jacksonville is Jacksonville. They just look God awful. So give me Tennessee minus eight and a half, the over under um, a little bit under, I think, because Tennessee really won't need the points. Jacksonville will struggle to get some versus that Tennessee defense. I like Tennessee at home, Baltimore, Cleveland, the divisional game, which should be very interesting. Uh, Baltimore won by six. The last time they faced in Baltimore, now they go on the road to take on the Browns, who is also coming off a bye week. And Baltimore obviously coming off that tough loss versus Pittsburgh. Over under at 42, the Browns are actually a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home, even though Baltimore looks to have the better record and team coming into this. So, Brandon, can the Ravens – will the Ravens win two in a row or, uh, or lose two in a row, I should say, to these Browns? I don't know. And I say that for this particular reason. Baltimore is eight and four, I believe. But Baltimore's plan doesn't look like eight and four. They look like they're four and eight. Cleveland, they just, I I don't know. They have these, Cleveland is a bipolar team. One minute they're up, next minute they're down. One minute they're up, next minute they're down. One minute they're up, next minute they're down. If you are a better, stay away from this game. If I wouldn't even put no money on this game because this could really hurt you either way because uh, Cleveland, 
they're I don't see Cleveland covering two and a, two if they lose, and I don't see Baltimore covering two if they lose. It's going to be I say it's going to come down to somebody's going to make a mistake and it's going to cost them. But if you're going, I'll say it like this, and I've been wrong before. If I were to pick somebody that would actually win this game, I don't see Baltimore dropping two in a row. With that being said, I'm saying Baltimore wins this one by at least three. Baltimore should win this one 26-23. Yeah, I like that, Brandon. I like Baltimore in this one, too. I don't see them losing two in a row. Um, Baltimore, though, they haven't, uh, you know, they haven't dropped two in a row. Uh, all year and they already defeated this Browns team this Browns team's going to be hungry though it's a division game it's going to be a a good game in my opinion Um, but I just see Baltimore bouncing back they should have beat the Steelers they just got unlucky on that two-point conversion uh, taking chances on the road I don't think they'll have that issue versus this Cleveland team so I like Baltimore plus two and a half on the road over under a 42 uh, I'd play the over. I think there'll be some points put on the board. Uh, one thing to note about Baltimore, though, is they haven't had a double-digit – or they've had two double-digit victories all year. A lot of their games have been played very close. So two out of their eight wins have come by do- come by double digits. But I like Baltimore on the road, ultimately. I think they don't drop two in a row, although it'd be nice to see them do so. Atlanta at Carolina, another divisional game. Both teams five and seven on the year. Uh, Of course, the Panthers are going to be without Christian McCaffrey for the rest of the year. Uh, Atlanta coming in, looking for a big win after losing to Tampa Bay last week. Uh, Carolina, two-and-a-half-point favorites at home. The over-under, 42-and-a-half. Man, this is a toss-up one, Brandon, but uh, who do you think will win? This is a toss-up, looking at it on paper, because – Neither team is that good, but I tell you what, I trust Cam Newton right now more than I trust Matt Ryan. I say Cam Newton's going to come out. It's at home. I like Carolina at home. So give me Cam Newton and Carolina to win this matchup against Matt Ryan in Atlanta. I say Carolina gets it 24-17. This is a really tough one because both of these teams – the Panthers have been struggling a little bit more lately than the Falcons have, it appears. But uh, obviously because the Panthers started off 4-0 and now they're 5-7. And, and so Atlanta started off really poor and now they're kind of getting a little bit of some wind. It's This one's just – this one might be the toughest one to pick of the week, to be honest with you. And I'm torn. So what I like to do when I'm torn is take the home team. So I'll agree. I, I go with Carolina at home. And mainly because, one, they're at home, and, two, I know they have the better defense. Don't be surprised if Atlanta wins. I actually think Atlanta might cover that two and a half. That's probably the safest bet to play here. That way, at least Carolina wins. I think it's going to be a close one anyways. Otherwise, if Atlanta wins, you got that two and a half. So take Atlanta to cover. Carolina to win over under 42 and a half. I'd say slightly uh, over because I think that they'll at least get to that range. Dallas at Washington divisional game. Dallas, uh, Washington's making a name for themselves, winning some games here in a row. 
the last couple of weeks, they're six and six, only two games behind Dallas, which this is a big game for Washington at home. Dallas eight and four. They're four point favorites on the road in Washington, D.C. The over under is at 48. Here's a question Can the Washington football team stop this uh, Dallas Cowboys team, the division leaders, and bring themselves within a game of first place? If you're talking defense, yeah, because I don't trust the offense. I trust more the defense uh, because I think um, I think uh, Logan Thomas. I think they, they. I think he might be out for the rest of the year with a torn a uh, torn in MCL. So I trust more the defense of Washington than I trust the offense of Dallas. Give me Washington at home. It's going to be a tough one, but I say Washington sneaks this one out 25-22. All right. That is not so bad of a pick, but I'm going to go with Dallas. Again, I think they know, hey, Washington's right there on our tail. We got to win this one to pull away a little bit. And, you know, Washington's in the same boat there that, hey, if we win this, we're only one game back. I just like the way that Dallas plays. Um, I think that this is a year they got to go all out. And I think that they can get the job done on the road in Washington. So give me the Cowboys. I'll be rooting for the football team, but I'm picking the Cowboys for this sake to win this game. Um, I'll say they cover that for the over under 48, I think is a little too high. So I'd play the under in this one. Last one o'clock game. We have Seattle at Houston, the four and eight Seahawks finally getting a win. Russell Wilson struggling lately after that surgery that, he had on his finger. He came back, not himself, but they are taking on the two and 10 Houston Texans. They're seven and a half point favorites. The Seahawks are on the road over under at 41 and a half. Brandon does Russell Wilson. Maybe this is his week to come back and to the old Russell Wilson against this poor Houston team. Um, yeah. Uh, matter of fact, matter of fact, I was just in here. I was just in here, uh, uh, my son uh, dropped in uh, along with my wife and uh, just look, uh, just getting a chance to look at him. And uh, he looked at the screen and I, I pointed. And uh, when I said Seattle or uh, Houston, he, when he, when I said Seattle, his eyes lit up. So I'm going to uh, lean on the instincts of my son here and say Seattle. But in reality, if Houston can lose, if Houston can score nothing, I'm saying go with Seattle. I say Seattle wins this one pretty handedly. Things have happened before, but I say Seattle wins this matchup, but I see Seattle winning this one 30 to nothing because I don't see Houston putting up any points. Houston just looks God awful. I don't know what's going on with Houston right now. Maybe they're going to lose out to get a, a draft pick, a fresh draft pick. I don't know. But right now, Houston don't look good at all. So respectfully, I'll say Seattle wins 30. Houston only gets three. Hey, they lost 31 nothing last week. One of my locks was the Colts plus or the Colts minus 10, and uh, they did it by 31. So, you know, I think that Seattle gets the job done. A very nice win last week against a tough divisional opponent in the uh, 49ers. Now this is a much easier team. I think this is the game where Russell Wilson settles back into his role. 
He has a big game versus this Houston defense. They easily cover that seven and a half. The over under is probably going to be a little bit over because I think that Seattle just kind of poured on to show that, you know, they they still have it. The record might not show it, but they still have it. So give me Russ and the Seahawks on the road to win this one. Now we jump to the four o'clock games and we start with Detroit at Denver. Detroit coming off their first win against Minnesota last week. They go into Denver, a tough place to play. And the Denver Broncos are six and six. They're right there uh, in that division still in the AFC West. They are nine and a half point favorites at home. The over under 42. One thing to note, Detroit is dealing with the flu bug going around. Jared Goff is one of those players that is dealing with it. So that's key news without possibly DeAndre Swift as well for this week. So a lot of things going on in Detroit, but can they win two in a row on the road? I don't see it. I see this being a very low scoring game. Ever since Denver traded Von Miller, Denver's identity is gone. And that's a bold statement, but I'm bold enough to make it. Uh, Denver's identity is gone ever since uh, Von Miller left. I, but I say Denver wins this one at home. It's going to be a little scoring, so I'll say it like this. I see Detroit putting up some points, but just not enough. Give me Denver to win this one, 17-10. Yeah, I like Denver in this one as well. It's very tough to play. Uh, up in that elevation there in Denver, which gives them an advantage already. I do think Detroit makes this a game, though. I would have them cover that, but I like Denver at home. The over-under at 42, I'd slightly play the under. I don't think much many points will be scored in this game, especially if there is that flu bug going around with Detroit. You might have some new players playing. You might not have Jared Goff at quarterback. Uh, so with that being said, I do think it'll be – the under, but I do like Denver to win, Detroit to cover in this one, and uh, we'll go from there. We have the Giants at the Chargers next, and the Chargers dealing with the COVID bud bug. You have your top two wide receivers right now in Keenan Allen and Mike Williams that are on the COVID list. That's a huge hit for them, hoping that both of them can play. Both are vaccinated. They just need to get those back-to-back uh, negative COVID tests before the game. It is possible, but a lot of people have missed at least one week because of this when they were thrown on there. But we have seen a few players come back after they announced it in the week. So a big hit for the Chargers if they're going to be without their top two wide receivers. They have Saquon Barkley and the Giants in. Daniel Jones most likely not going to be playing at quarterback. Over under at 43 and a half. Chargers 10-point favorites as it stands. Brandon, is there any way that the Giants can get it done on the road? That's interesting that the uh, the Chargers are 10-point favorites without the two top wide receivers, which says to me that somebody does trust enough receiving core from the Chargers uh, to give them uh, 10 point, uh, to uh, have them as a 10-point favor, which would mean the Giants are automatically walking into this game with 10 points already on their head. So – but I think the Chargers get it done anyhow. I say Chargers win by a score of 30 to 17. 
you know, the great thing about this Chargers team is that they do have weapons and one of the best running backs slash wide receivers, Austin Eckler. I think he has a huge week. I think he finishes as the number one fantasy back just because if you're going to be without Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, it's going to be the Austin Eckler show and they sure want to give him the ball. Herbert will find the other receivers like Guyton. He might be one of them that he likes to throw to also Jared cook at tight end. So there's a potential for other guys to step up this week, even without Keenan Allen and without uh, Mike Williams. I still think the chargers win. I like them to cover the 10, the over under 43 and a half. I, I would slightly fair to the under if, in fact, uh, Allen and, and Williams are out because I think there won't be as much uh, points put up on the board because of that. And the Giants just struggle to score, period. So give me the Chargers. We move on to the 49ers versus the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are looking for a bounce back win at home this week, as well as the 49ers on the road, as they couldn't get the job done in Seattle. So both teams looking for a win. Right now, San Fran comes in as one-and-a-half-point favorites on the road in Cincy. The over-under at 48-and-a-half. A tough one to pick here again, Brandon, but which way are you leaning? Answer me this. Is Debo Samuel supposed to be back? I don't believe he is. Okay. I still like the chances of San Francisco. This is what I don't understand about Cincinnati. Cincinnati beat Pittsburgh at, in Cincinnati. You and and it feels like they've won the Super Bowl because and then they go to the Chargers and completely tank the bed. I don't trust Cincinnati anymore. I really don't. I I, I know Josh. I know um, Mixon. He's running his behind off. I know they got the weapons and everything of that nature, but I don't trust Cincinnati to stack up a win. With that being said, I think San Fran has a little bit more power. This game's going to be competitive because it's going to come down to, to the wire. But I'm going to go with San Fran just to get the edge. I say San Fran wins this one 36-33. This one's going to be a tough game, a close game. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I'd favor the under 48-and-a-half. But – you're giving me one and a half to a Cincinnati team with a better record at home. I'm going to take Cincinnati to cover, to win, and the under. Both teams are really banged up. Uh, Joe Burrow didn't practice today. Uh, Mixon, I believe, didn't practice today. If those two are out, then i go San Fran. But as it stands right now, I just like Cincinnati at home and a big bounce-back win. San Fran went into Seattle, who – I believe is worse this year than Cincinnati. And with that being said, I think that Cincinnati again, bounces back in a big way. So I'm going to take Cincinnati at home, different story. If this game was played in San Francisco. So the home field advantage definitely uh, takes a big play into this. And that's why I'm locking that Cincinnati plus one and a half at home. I think that's a, a big bet to play. I'd lean in the side of caution again, if Burrow doesn't play or Mixon, I would, uh, more likely for Burrow, I'd, I'd shy away from it. But for now, as it stands with those guys playing, I'm locking it in. The last game on Sunday at 4.30-ish start Eastern time, Buffalo at Tampa Bay. Uh, this could be a very good game. Buffalo 
hopefully not going to be playing in those conditions down in Tampa this week uh, that they had to deal with in Buffalo last week. So that might really help them out. Tampa Bay still rolling at nine and three on the season. They're three point favorites against those bills. The over under at 53 and a half. Hey, people might say this could be a Super Bowl uh, earlier on in the year. Buffalo kind of falling apart. What will happen? You like Tom, Tom Brady to pull out a win at home? I do. Um, this could be, I, I, but I tell you what, right now, I see Buffalo making this very competitive, especially on the defensive side of the ball. They're going to rattle Brady's cage. I feel it already, but Brady's going to find a way to get his weapons uh, involved. That's Gronk and everything of that nature. Uh, Mike Evans uh, and a couple others and uh, Leonard Fournette, who's just having a phenomenal year. Um, but I see Tampa Bay winning this matchup. It's going to be very close. I say Tampa Bay wins this one 30-23. Yeah, I think it's going to be a very competitive game. Uh, but I do like Tampa Bay at home. I like Tampa Bay, even if they were on the road for this one. Uh, it's Tom Brady and uh, Buffalo. We've seen them struggle a little bit. I still think they're a fantastic team on both sides of the ball. But the problem was last week, they don't have a good run team besides Josh Allen, and he didn't run the ball much. And in that weather, you had the better running backs and Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris for the Patriots. So that's what helped the Patriots win. I think it's a much better passing game for him this week in Tampa Bay, but ultimately I like Tampa Bay to win this. I like them minus three, the over under 53 and a half. It's a lot of points, but I do think they get there um, because both teams know how to put up the points. So uh, give me Tampa Bay though, to win this one. As we move on to Sunday night football, we have the division rivals, the Chicago bears at the green Bay Packers, the Packers nine and three, the Chicago Bears four and eight. The Bears are struggling, but they had Andy Dalton the last two weeks. They're getting fields back this week is what is being reported. So the last time that these two teams faced off Green Bay won, the over-under is at 43 and a half, and Green Bay is 12 and a half point favorites over those Bears at home. Any any chance that the Packers lose this one, Brandon? No. Not a chance. Aaron Rodgers said something at the end of the game when Green Bay was in Chicago. He said, I still own you guys. Aaron Rodgers still owns Chicago. Green Bay should win this one very handedly because I got Green Bay win this one 33-17. Yeah, I think it's simple as this. I think Green Bay wins at home. They continue to roll in the NFC being one of the favorites uh, to win the Super Bowl, no matter NFC, AFC. And uh, this is Aaron Rodgers said it like you said, he owns the Bears. And I think he proves it once again. Twelve and a half is a lot. I do think that since it's a divisional game that Chicago covers that twelve and a half, but ultimately Green Bay gets the job done. The over under 43 and a half, I'd slightly favor the under because Chicago is going to struggle to put up the points. But give me Aaron Rodgers at home versus the Chicago team. As we move on to Monday Night Football, it's going to be another fantastic one. It is the division rivals between the Rams and the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals got the job done in L.A. earlier on in the season by double digits. They have Murray back, Hopkins back. They're 10-2 and two on the year. 
on the year. They're two and a half point favorites at home. The over under at 51 and a half. Brandon, does the Cardinals win this series this year between the Rams or can the Rams win and split it one and one? Ooh, this one's going to be tough. It, this one's going to be tough. I'm looking at both of these teams right now and I'm saying to myself, holy heck, this could be a divisional matchup uh, later on down the line. I trust Arizona right now more than I trust Los Angeles, and that's no slight against them. But I'm going to say Arizona is going to sneak something out. Arizona's at home. I like them at home. Arizona for the win, 24-17. Yeah, I like uh, Arizona to win this one. I'm locking it as my last lock bet of the week. Arizona got the job done on the road by double digits early on in the season. Uh, Not much has changed where I think that this would be a different outcome. Maybe a little bit closer, um, but I still like Arizona minus two and a half at home. I'm locking it. The over-under at 51 and a half. I think this is a higher scoring game uh, as it was earlier in the season, so maybe slightly play the over, but I think it's fair where it's at. I think the Cardinals continue to roll and make their statement as right now the best team in football, as the record shows. So I like Kyler Murray and the Cardinals at home and over the division rival Rams. So that is week 14 in a nutshell for you. Those are our picks, our locks. Again, my locks of the week, I'm going with Arizona minus two and a half, Cincinnati plus one and a half, and the over in the Chiefs Raiders game. So I'm giving you a little bit of everything there um, for this week. Hopefully it pays out. Hopefully you guys, if you haven't already, you know, clinch a playoff spot in fantasy football, it's a huge week for that. I make uh, videos over on TikTok of some start sits. That's at the B Spenny Cakes. If you want to watch those videos to try to help you out, I've helped out a couple fans this year so far over there, and they were grateful. Um, so hopefully, I can do the same for you. As well as you can listen to our podcast anywhere that you get your podcasts. We're over on Apple Podcasts, Roastmasters Fantasy Football, as well as on Anchor, which will kind of distribute you to everywhere. Google Podcasts. Spotify, you name it, just search for the Roastmasters Fantasy Football, and there it will be. I want to thank Brandon for joining me once again this week, and we will be back next week for week 15, and hopefully we'll be talking good about us all making the playoffs and being in our first week of the fantasy football playoffs. Hopefully you guys enjoy your weekend. Stay warm if you're up in the east where we are, snowing out right now, not enjoyable. Uh, But we are going to enjoy some football this weekend. So have a good one, guys. We'll see you next week.